So turn in the Bibles again to a different scripture. And just believe with me for us to get it just right here. I don't want to go too long. Don't want to go too short either. I don't want to short you. Are you concerned I might short you? <laughs> a little more concerned I might go too long, huh? <laughs> Psalm 55, 22. We began a few weeks ago on a series called Sustained. Somebody say Sustained. And this is our text. Cast your burden on the Lord. And what will happen? He shall sustain you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. There's something you do. And there's something he does. And boy you just find that again and again and again. It's not all you. And it's not all God either. Now this is the part that many churchgoers have not got. They try to make everything all God. And it's simply not true. It's not the Bible. And they try to act like everything that happens, everything that happens, is somehow the will of God and somehow the plan of God. And you'll see people get all, you know, mystical looking and go, God is in control. God is in control. Somebody say, what's wrong with that? A lot. A lot. What are, what are they saying? They're saying everything that is happening, God, that's his choice. Right. And that's his, he's controlling it. Everything that's not happening is somehow the will of God and the plan of God. And it's just not true. It's not true. All you got to do is look around. How's the world doing? God is really completely in control of everything that's happening on this planet and everything that's not happening. I mean, it was God that controlled you when you ate Raisin Bran this morning instead of cornflakes. Really? <laughs> it's not true. A while back, we did an extended series called You Choose. And if this, some of this sounds strange to you, get it and go with us through all the scriptures because it's, it's a good study. There's a lot of tradition we need to get free from. A lot of stuff that people have said that sounds right to people, but it's not true. It's contrary to the Bible. I said there's a Godward side here, there's a manward side here. What's our part? Help me out. What's our part? What are we going to do? We have to cast our burden on the Lord if we want him to sustain us. We are not automatically sustained. When he told you to do something, he meant for us to do it. And if and when we do it, then here comes the response. He sustains us. Let me read this to you from other translations. The complete Jewish says, unload your burden on Adonai and he'll sustain you. Release the weight of it, Amplified says. The BBE says, put your cares on the Lord. He'll be your support. Do you have any support? God's word said, turn your burdens over to the Lord. He'll take care of you. The NIV says, uh, he'll keep you going. Cast your burden over on the Lord and he'll sustain you. Listen to what sustain means. Sustain means to keep, to nourish, to feed To provide, to guide, to hold. How many believe if you do what the Lord tells you to, he'll keep you. He'll nourish you. He'll feed you. He'll provide for you. He'll guide you. He'll hold you. He'll sustain you. But are you going to have to do something? According to this verse, what what are we going to have to do? Cast your burden over on him. Now we studied the 91st Psalm. If you weren't with us, those messages are available. Go online, download it. It won't cost you anything. You can get a hard copy here in the Word Supply. It won't cost you anything. And we went through the whole Psalm. And we wound up at verse 16. 
In fact, won't you turn there with me now? Psalm 91 and 16. The end of the psalm says, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, sometimes that's been taken out of context. And just longevity is talked about. But you need to keep it in context. Why are you going to make it to old age? Because, if you back up to the earlier part of the psalm, the snare of the fowler didn't get you. (laughs) The noisome pestilence didn't get you. Why didn't it get you? Because if it would have got you, you wouldn't have made it to long life. Is that right? <laughs> You'd have been gone at 22 or 32 or 42 or 52 or 62 or 72 or 82. But you wouldn't have got to where the Bible calls you old. Because when you're biblically old, the old people call you old. Yes, sir. But how would you make it that far? Because the terror by night didn't get you. The arrow flying by day missed you. Didn't get you. The pestilence that walks in darkness didn't get you. The destruction that wasted at noonday it didn't get you. The evil didn't befall you. The plague didn't come nigh your dwelling. Come on, are you listening? It what? It, it didn't. It didn't get you. Why didn't it get you? Because the Lord kept you underneath the shadow. Come on, of the Almighty. Underneath his wings, underneath his presence, and he gave his angels charge concerning, is that right? That's why it didn't get you. It's not because you're smarter than everybody else, or prettier, or better. It's not because of something intrinsically that's better in you. And you really do, you know, people struggle with this. They see Hurricanes, they see tornadoes, they see earthquakes, they see uh, all manner of disease. And, and well, why? These people are good people. You know, why didn't they make it to their 50s? Why didn't they make it? I mean, they're cut down in their teenage years. And people act like it's this great, great mystery. And yet, answers, solid answers are right here in the 91st Psalm. And it makes all the difference. What you believe. What you believe. And what you do. So how did you make it to long life? And get satisfied. Come on can you see the picture? You've been there. Done that. Wrote the book and and made the t-shirt. Is that right? You've seen it all. You've done it all. Everything you had in your heart to do. That the Lord dealt with you to do. Throughout the decades. And now you are ready to leave this place. Does every child of God. Have a right. To be sustained. To that point. Well now. You understand. You're going to have to overcome some stuff. To make it to that point. You're going to have to overcome things. Other people didn't overcome. You're going to have to make it through things. Other people didn't make it through. You've got to be protected and kept from things other people weren't protected from. So what makes you so special? And that's where people begin to get confused. They go, well, you're not any better than anybody else. If it happened to them, it could happen to you. And that's the big mistake. Because right here in this same 91st Psalm, didn't the psalmist say, a thousand may fall over here and 10,000 may fall on this side. Come on, what, else, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? But it won't come near me. That right there is different than most, all of the world, and most of the church going people. Can you see it? That's the difference. How many people 
would stand up boldly and say, I won't be cut short with a disease. My life will not be cut short with violence. I will be kept. I will be sustained. I will run my race. I will finish my fight and my course. And a thousand may die on this side of me and ten thousand on this side of me, but it won't happen to me. That's the difference. Right there. It's not so confusing. That's the difference right there. And it's called F-A-I-T-H. And all the folks who say, well, well, now, well, uh, makes me mad to hear preachers talk like that. (laughs) Who does he think he is? We're not any better than those poor folks that happened to. What makes you think you're any better? Didn't say I was any better. Just got through saying, not any smarter, not any better. Just got through saying it. Why would you deserve? Didn't say I deserve. I would say I don't deserve it. But I'm going to get it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! What's the difference? The difference is in believing what the psalmist believed. David, was David ever anywhere where the arrows were flying? Where the spears were ripping by? Huh? (laughs) He knows what he's talking about. He has been in the hot zone. He lived there for much of his life. And yet he kept coming back home. He kept coming back home. Didn't he? Everywhere he went, the Bible said the Lord gave him victory. What made him any different? People say, well, God's hand was on him. Yeah, he was. God sustained him. Yes, he was. Yeah, but does God not care about the rest of the people? Why? I mean, come on, let's be fair about it. Why wouldn't God put his hand like that on everybody? We're reading the difference. Uh, Go with me to the book of Peter, 1 Peter. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is keeping me. He blessed me and he keeps me from all harm. I know that I know. Yes, I know that I know. He blessed me and he keeps me from all harm. Three syllables. I know that I know. Yes, I know that I know. He blessed me and he keeps me from all harm. Hallelujah. God is keeping me. The reason I sing that is I want that rolling in your spirit. God is keeping me. God is keeping me. God is keeping me. And before we get through with this, we're going to talk about God is keeping me in my body. God is keeping me in my soul and my mind. God is keeping me in my finances. God is keeping me in my marriage and my family. God is keeping me and he's going to keep me all the way, all the way to the end of my course. But we need to not move too fast off this part. Why would God be able to keep you when so many are not making it that far? They're not making it that far. First Peter, first chapter, first Peter 1 and 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus. Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Let me mention something right here. 
I don't use titles. And that's been misunderstood by some folks. Uh, you know, I told you, know, don't call me Pastor Keith, Prophet Keith, Apostle Keith. Don't call me that. People say, what's, what's wrong with that? I'm not saying I'm not one. But it's different between using it as a title or using it as a description of what you do. If you study the scriptures, you'll find where did Paul ever use apostle as title? Where did Peter say, refer to me as apostle Paul? Now we do it, but he didn't. Refer to me as the apostle Peter. We do it, he didn't. So what's wrong with that? Well, Jesus said, don't call anybody father such and such, or master such and such, or teacher such. Didn't he say it? He said, because you're all brothers. Didn't he say that? Well, if it's, if, he, if it's not right to use those titles, why would it be right to use these other titles? He, notice what he said. <laughs> you got quiet on that one. <laughs> Apostle Peter, the Apostle Peter. No, what? Peter, an Apostle. That's not a title. That's what he is, that's what he does. But he doesn't use it as, as a title, and he would not demand that you refer to him as the Apostle. He's your brother, who also happens to be an Apostle. Come on, can you see this? Now, if you don't see the difference, don't throw it away. Study these things out. Keep reading. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit and obedience, the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you. Peace be multiplied. Keep reading. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively, a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Keep going. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Did you know you have reservations already? You don't have to call ahead and, and get them to get it ready. It's already reserved for you. And how many think what is there reserved for you, you are not going to be disappointed with. You're going to be in awe of the incorruptible inheritance that is reserved in heaven for you. It is an inheritance that cannot rust or rot or diminish or weaken or fade with time. We don't know about that kind of stuff. But we're going to find out. Yeah. Keep reading. Talking about the same us who are kept by the power of God. That's not the end of the sentence. Through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Look at it again. We're kept by what? By, we're kept by the power of God. But you've got to say those next two words. Through, through whose faith? Our faith. If it was just the power of God that was keeping everybody, and that was the only factor, then everybody would be kept the same. But we're not just kept by the ability of God, the power of God, nor even the perfect will of God. We're kept by his power, but the connector is through faith. Somebody say through faith. Amen. Let me read some of the translations. The Amplified says we're guarded, garrisoned by God's power through your faith. The NIV says through faith we're shielded by God's power. Does that sound good to you? Yes. Hallelujah. The, the Living Bible says God in his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. God's power protects you through faith. Another one said. 
Now when you go back to the 91st Psalm, in fact, just go right back there right now, you'll see that was the determining factor. Why did David keep coming home from all those battles? Not even injured. Why? Well, the the psalmist, the 91st Psalm, verse 1, what does it say? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Sounds like a wonderful place. How do you get there? How do you get there? Are you there automatically? How do you get there? Is everybody there? Obviously not. How do you get there? Keep reading. Very next verse. Huh? Huh? I will what? I'm going to say something. Why? We got the same spirit of faith. I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. I'm going to say something. Oh, friends, don't let this be too simple for you. I'm talking about the difference between somebody being struck down in youth and middle life, somebody being destroyed in their family and finances, and somebody not being destroyed. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just because this one prayed harder or could quote more scriptures. Come on, are you listening? Or went to church more or was a better person? It's not. That's why it's been so confusing to people. Because they say, well, I know so-and-so. They're good people. They were a wonderful family. And that storm just swept them off the earth. What did they believe about this? Maybe they loved God. Maybe they were thoroughly saved. But did you ever hear them say anything like this? We're kept by the power of God, Peter said. Next two words, next two words. Through faith. Say it out loud. Kept by the power of God. What's the next two words? Through faith. Through faith. What is faith? Faith is believing and speaking. Faith is trusting. Keep reading. I will say of the Lord. What are they saying? Well, you just never know. You know, the Lord's ways are mysterious. Sometimes people are spared and sometimes they're not. And we don't know why. And we don't need to ask why. We just need to trust. Trust what? What are we trusting? We're full of faith that we don't know? I just described millions of church-going people and you know I did. And that's why millions of good church-going people are not safe. Because they have no confidence that they'll be kept and protected. They don't know what may happen. And no matter how terrible and tragic it might be, it must have been God's will. We just don't know why. So they're open for anything happening. Don't want it to happen, but believe it could. And it might and probably will. Do you hear anything like that in this psalm? No. Do you hear the psalmist saying anything remotely like that? Wow. You just never know. Sometimes it gets you. Sometimes it don't. And maybe you're one of the unlucky ones. What did he say? He said, I will say something. Come on, are you going to join him? Are you going to join him? Come on, what did he say? The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my fortress. He's my God. And come on, what is he going to do? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Trust him to do what? Well, if you believe he's your refuge and he's your fortress, then you trust in him to protect you. That's what he's talking about. You're trusting him to protect you. Come on, somebody say that loud. He will sustain me. He will protect me. And mine. 
He will. He will. <laughs> what makes you so special? It ain't a matter of me being so special. It's a matter that I believe this. And I believe it enough to say it. Millions don't. But we do. I said, we do. I will say of the Lord. Does faith involve saying something? Keep going. And because you say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. I'm trusting him to be my refuge and to be my fortress. Because of that, what will happen? Surely, he might, you just never know. No, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. It's not going to get you because he's keeping you. He's well able to do it by his power. Why is he able to keep you when not everybody's being kept? Because you believe him and you say it and you trust him to do that. You believe it enough to say it boldly. (laughs) Come on, you ought to say it again. The Lord Lord is my fortress. fortress. He is my refuge. refuge. I trust Him. him. He's keeping me and He he will keep me. The reason I'm still here is because He kept me for the past several years. All my years. And the reason I'm going to make it to the end of my course is because he's going to keep me from here to there. Not because I've done everything perfect or know everything or didn't make any mistakes. He's keeping me in spite of mistakes. Because he knows my heart and I trust him. Hallelujah. I trust him. In him will I trust. And surely... Verse 3, surely he'll deliver you. Verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers. That sound good? Under his wings. You shall what? Cry. (laughs) And be scared. No. What are you you doing? Same thing verse 2 is talking about. Same reason you said he's my refuge. You're trusting him. To do what? To protect you. To keep you. Keep reading. And what else? If you're trusting, you're not fearing. Is there a Godward side to this? Is there a manward side to this? What's our part? Trust and don't doubt. Rest and trust and don't fear. You shall not be afraid. For the terror by night. Why? Because your fears will come on you. That's right. And why would you be so afraid? Because you're not sure God's going to keep you. That's right. You're doubting him. Uh-huh. Now boy we touched something right there now didn't we? Uh-huh. Why would you be so scared of that storm? Why would you freak out over taking a flight in an airplane? Amen. Why would you go spastic over driving in a big city traffic? Amen. Why? Because you're just not. Completely sure God could keep me in that scary airplane. God could keep me in that big old city. God could keep me in, in that elevator. I just don't get on those things. That's because you don't trust him enough. Simple. You talk about how big God is, and yet you don't think he's big enough to keep you in an elevator. You don't believe he's big enough to keep you from getting sick if you're around somebody who's got the sniffles. How big is he? Come on, tell me how big he is. How big is he? Say out loud. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's keeping me. And I will not fear. I will not fear. Anybody remember the 23rd Psalm? 23rd Psalm? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Huh? I'm going to do the best I can. (laughs) Y'all pray for me. You know, a lot of people don't make it out of here. This valley of death is a scary place. But uh, I'm just doing the best I can. I don't cut it. I said, I don't cut it. What does it say? Come on, what does it say? Yea, 
Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear. What does that mean? I, I refuse to. Will you be tempted to fear? Oh, yes, you will. All kind of feelings will come on you. I mean, goosebumps will run up and down your neck and the sides of your arms. Your knees may be bumping together. Your teeth may be chattering a little bit. And that's exactly when you better speak up and say, I refuse to fear. Fear, I resist you. God is my refuge. God is keeping me. He has kept me and he will keep me. You don't fall apart. You don't yield to fear. What do you do with feelings of fear? You'll have them. They'll come to you. Maybe it's thoughts and feelings of fear about your finances, about your relationships, about your body, about your health. That's when you, if you want God to be able to keep you, what does our text say? Cast that burden. You can't hold on to it. You can't hold on to that worry and that fear. Why? Because in doing so, you're taking yourself out from under the shadow of his wings. You're taking yourself out from under his protection. When you're the most tempted to fear, when your soul is pushed the hardest, that's when it's make or break time and you better not fall apart. You better stand up and say, I will say of the Lord. He is. Come on. Come on. My. My. Who's. Who's. Not, not just the great God out there. Some, he's my God. He's my healer. He's my protector. He's my provider. He's keeping me. He has kept me. He will keep me. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. Did he have to put all those my's in there? My. <laughs> my. Who's he keeping? Come on, help me out. Huh? Whose healer is he? he he's my healer. My healer. Who's protector? He's my protector. See, I can't believe that for you. Nobody can believe that for you. But you. My. Keep reading. You'll not be afraid. Come on, say it out loud. I, I will not be afraid. Terror by night. That's pretty scary stuff. Arrows, bullets, ripping around you in the daytime. That's pretty scary stuff. But what about you? Come on, tell me about you. If you want to be kept, if you want to make it when other people don't, what do you got to do? You cannot yield to this fear. You cannot come apart. You've got to stay in faith and keep saying, he's keeping me. Verse 6. Nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. What does that mean? You're not going to be afraid of any of that. You have to back up to what he says. I'm not going to be afraid of this or this or this or this. I'm not afraid. Not afraid. Didn't mean you didn't have any feelings of fear or thoughts of fear, but you choose not to yield to them. You choose to resist them. And I don't care if you caught yourself crying and shaking. It's not too late. You haven't lost the battle. Get a hold of yourself and say, I refuse to fear. I don't care. I don't care. This does not move me. God is my guard, my protector, my healer. I'm coming through this. I'm coming through this. I'm coming through this. That's the difference between those that make it and those that don't. That's when he says, is this bold talking right here? Is this bold talking right here? Is this how most, most church going people talk? 80 people in the community have died from this bizarre plague. How, do most church, how, how would most church going people respond? Lord, let's pray. You, you think it's going to happen to us? Well, we hope not. And we just, we just been praying and hoping that it would go away, you know. And that's not how it works. And that's why good people perish. They're good people. So many good things about them. They love God. They're saved. When they die, they go to heaven. But they were robbed of years they could have had and robbed of protection they could have had. 
Are you bold enough to say it like this? Now I want you to say it. And I want you to say it like you know what you're talking about. I want you to say it with some little bite in it. I'm, you know, some some snap in it. Come on, come on, y'all with me? Some. Hmm? And when you say it, I want you to say it. When you're talking about a thousand to fall by my side, if they fall financially, if they fall maritally, if they fall through disease, come on, are you listening? Through violence. You hear people say, well, you know, you got to watch about watching commercials in the news. Huh. Eight out of ten will have this sometime in their life. The enemy uses that all the time. Eight out of ten. You know how many? Eight out of ten. Eighty percent. That's practically you. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Four out of five sometime in their lifetime. Four out of five. You know what I hear? One out of five goes their whole life and it never happens to. Somebody's got to be that one. Is that right? Two out of ten live to old age and never have any problems at all with it. Somebody's got to be those two. Those two. Me and you. Me and you. Is that it? Me and you. That's us. That's us. Somebody's got to be that too. You hear that? Eight out of ten, you go, she go, glory to God, two of us never will have it. <laughs> never. Live your whole life, never have to fool with it. <laughs> In fact, come on, say it with me. A thousand may fall, shall fall at my side. And ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not Come near me. That's right. Because I'm better, smarter, even more spiritual per se. It's just because I believe this. Why did David keep coming home without a scratch? Well, this is what he believed. If you want to have the same kind of results he had, you need to believe like he believed. He didn't believe a bunch of religious traditional junk. He believed this. Mm-mm. Keep going. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you've made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, your habitation. Who did? Who made him? You did. How'd you do it? You stood up and said, how'd you get born again? Anybody know how you got born again? You believed it in your heart. And you said, what you, you said, basically you said, I will say of the Lord, right. He is my Savior. Yeah. He is my Redeemer. Right. He is my Lord. Yes. And did that, will that cause you to be saved in this life and in the next and from hell where millions will not be? Right. What's the difference? It's not because you're just a superior human being or somehow intrinsically better. It's because you chose to absolutely believe it. And when you believe it like that, you make no apologies for saying, I believe it. He's my Savior. But how many know that's not just how you get in the kingdom, it's also how you live in the kingdom and how you operate. So we need to go beyond just saying he's my savior and say he's my healer, he's my provider, he's my protector. He keeps me in every realm of life. Hallelujah. What else do you boldly say? There shall how much? Well now you know everybody has you know, seasons in life. And everybody's going to have some problems. <laughs> you know, my instructor, when I started learning how to fly, bless their hearts, just about every one of them does something like this. We started flying airplanes that had gear that retracted. Your first uh, plane you fly, the gear is down and welded. So you can't forget to put it up. It's, it doesn't retract. But you get to a little faster, more advanced airplane. I'm talking about a little single engine. Well, it's got a gear handle. You pull the gear, gear folds up. And you might think it's surprising, but many, many people have landed with the gear still up. Makes an awful noise. <laughs> All that metal scrubbing down 
on the pavement. <laughs> thousands of people have done it. I don't mean just two or three. Thousands. And my instructor told me, as he told many others, has anybody learned how to fly? Maybe your instructor. He said, well, there are those that have and those that will. What does it mean? Forget to put the gear down. And every time he said it, you know what I said under my breath? <laughs> every time he said it, I didn't say it out loud. He's my instructor. He wouldn't understand. But I mean every time I'd say, not me. I will never, by the grace of God, I will never forget to put the gear down. Right. Yeah, you won't. And I haven't. And he'll help me and I won't. Right? I was flying with a senior guy some years ago, and, and uh, I have a thing. I, I talk to myself when I fly, and, and I said, uh, gear down, three green, no red. There's a red light if there's a problem. Three green is good. They're all down and locked. A few, couple of minutes later, I said, three green, down and locked. And uh, a few minutes later, I said, three green. He said, yeah, for the third time, yes. <laughs> but I'm not landing with the gear up either. Come on, y'all with me? <laughs> You can laugh at me if you want to. But by the grace of God, I'm not going to land with the gear up. And other things are the same way. When somebody tells you something, well, it happened to them. They're good people. It could happen to you. You may may not necessarily need to say it to them out loud. They may not understand. But under your breath, or as soon as you get out of their presence, you need to say, no, no. no. That will never happen to me. That will never happen to my family. Right? Why? Because Not because of me. It's because I trust in the one with whom nothing is too hard. I trust in him. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. And he is keeping me. Oh, come on, read it. What's the next verse? What's the next verse? There shall no evil. Say it out loud. There shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. Not only will it not come in my house, it won't even come close to my house. <laughs> we, we just got through reading, didn't we? How the plagues swept through Egypt. You've been reading your chapters? And how he told them to apply the blood to the doorpost and the lintel. And even though there was darkness and there was disease and in the firstborn, there was light in the land of Goshen. Is that right? And the Bible said when all the firstborn died throughout the whole nation of Egypt, not even a dog moved his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Why? It didn't even come close to them. Have we seen the keeping power of God throughout the ages, throughout the generations? Why? Because they had enough faith to do what he told them to do. And their action was saying, I believe what you told me. I trust what you told me, so I'm going to do what you told me. Right. And we're going to get into that, too. So if the Lord tells you to do something and you don't do it, you're not protected, not because you failed to do a thing, it's because you didn't trust him enough to do the thing. It's not a matter of works. It's a matter of trust. Keep reading. He might give his angels charge over you. In some situations. But you just never know. Come on, help me out, help me out. He shall give his angels charge over me to keep me. Huh? In all. A-L-L means what? All. 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 My ways. And I got angels. Travel with me. Everywhere I go. They fly with me. They drive with me. They sleep with me. They ride motorcycles with me. Come on, you listen. They are with me in every curve. They're with me. Now, I need to listen to the Lord, do what he tells me to do. Believe him and trust him. But as long as I do, I am not alone. Keep reading. They'll bear you up in their hands. They, they shall, shall. Do you hear how positive this is? No ifs, no maybes, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. No sometimes. So if you believe this, you get rid of the sometimes. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone, keep going. You shall tread on the lion, the adder, the young lion, the dragon, shall you trample under feet. I told you you was above it. If they under you, you... You're on top. 
Come on, somebody say, I'm on top, I'm on top. I'm on top of lions. I'm on top of adders. Adders are poisonous snakes. I'm on top of young lions. That's the bad ones. I'm on top of dragons. That's the big bad ones. But if you're on top, you're on top. I'm on top. Somebody say, I'm on top. I'm on top. They don't get me. Well, to read the end of the song, you're going to make it through everything until you're old and satisfied. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I deliver him. Faith works by love. There's a lot of things right there. Therefore, will I deliver? I will. I will set him on high because he's known my name. Keep going. He'll call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I might do something for him. You just never, no, no. I will deliver him and honor him. Now we know from other scripture, why would he honor you? Come on, help me out. Why would he honor you? And why would he honor you instead of somebody else? Because you honored him. And he honors those that honor him. And because of that, verse 16, here we are again. We have spent most of the time on Psalm 91 again. And I had no intention of doing that. I got all kind of notes, all kind of notes. We didn't get to any of them. But I am, I'm, I'm happy with this. Are you happy with this? I'm, I'm happy with this. Because it's not just a bunch of knowledge. And it's not just writing down a bunch of scripture references. It's, is it real in your, inside you? Do you believe it in your heart? With long life. I'm listening to hear if anybody here believes this. I'm listening for down in Sarasota. Does anybody believe it in Sarasota? On the internet, I'm listening. Somebody on the internet? You need to shout in your office right where you are. And say, I believe it. You believe what? With long Life. Well, that means you and your spouse are not going to kill each other <laughs> before you get. Is there a long life? <laughs> that means you're not going to starve to death. You're not going to starve to death. You're not going to perish out in the street because you lost everything and couldn't survive. Uh, you're going to make it. I said, You're going to make it. Oh, somebody's getting it. I can tell it in here. Somebody's getting it. You really begin to believe that you're going to make it. And that makes the difference between people who make it and people who don't. Why do the people that make it, that are sustained by God, what's the difference between them and the others? What you believe. Your confidence in his keeping power for you. And you become so convinced of it that you're no longer afraid. Now, see, if you're still afraid, that means you're not convinced of it. Right, right. Can you see this? Yeah. If you're still afraid, well, I hope so, but I, I might not. You know, they said, they said this was incurable. They said this was terminal. Then what are you saying? You're saying it's too big for God. But when you can say, I'm going to make it. Come on, somebody needs to say it. I'm. I will make it. How did they get to verse 16? Come on. There was stuff in verse 3. Is that right? Oh man, pestilence. Is that, there was stuff in verse 4. Arrows flying. Is that right? There's plagues. Come on. How did they make it all the way to verse 16? How? How? God kept them. He said, I with long life, I'm going to satisfy him and show him my salvation. Others say, I'm going to show him how I can save him. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. If you got family that's in hot zones in the military, they need to know this. I said, they need to know this. It'll be available online. I don't care where you are in the world. You can get it. They can listen to it, feed their spirit on it. It doesn't make any difference how hot of a zone they are in. 
And if people are dying all around them, is God big enough to bring them back home without a scratch? Yes, yes, yes. That's right. But you can't be wishy-washy about what you believe. And you can't receive tradition instead of the Word of God. And maybe this and maybe that and sometimes and you just never know. You're not safe believing that. You're not protected and it's not God's fault. But when you get this bold and you believe this, it shocks people, doesn't it? They're like, phew. Because they hadn't heard it. Because they hadn't been taught right. Who do you think you are? Well, I know who I am. That's the issue. Who are you? You haven't found out who you are yet. I am the one. I remember John used to say, I'm the one he loves. (laughs) And you hear Phyllis talk like that too. She says, I'm his favorite. (laughs) I'm going to make it. Oh, somebody said, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, I'm going to make it. 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 Hallelujah. I'm going to make it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, close your eyes. Say it out loud. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my fortress. I trust in you, Lord. You are keeping me. And you will keep me. You have kept me. That's why I'm still here. And you will keep me. Because I will trust you. All my days. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. Fear, I resist you. Leave me. I refuse to fear. Disease, I refuse to fear. Death, I refuse to fear. Poverty and lack, I refuse to fear. Divorce, failure, I refuse to fear. Violence, accidents, I refuse. I refuse to fear. Fear I resist you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.